Okay, well, praise the Lord. <clears throat> Let me get my screen back up here. Oh, <clears throat> let's look at Psalm 121. <clears throat> and uh, oh, see what we got right here. Watch this. <clears throat> Psalm 121. Let me click this down here. There we go. Okay, uh, now I'm reading from the Living Bible, but you know, let me switch to the King James just to show you something right here. Okay, let's go to the King James just a moment. And he says, uh, I will lift up mine eyes to the hills. Oh, I've heard this. I've heard it in a million songs. I will lift up mine eyes to the hills. Where does my strength come from? My help comes from the Lord. Hey, I got it. But it almost sounds sometimes like, you know, well, yes, I separate Jesus from my day-to-day problems. And I'm just going to church right now, and I'm going to sing his song. And it really, I, I mean, I don't, I don't really want to, I don't really want to personally believe he's my help. I mean, I'm just singing the song. See how ironic that is? But that's how we've been raised a lot of times. We never, some people even laugh and they go, ooh, I'm going to have to pray about this. And they go, oh, has oh, it come to that? We should pray, as the Bible says, about everything. Not that we can't turn on the washing machine, but let me tell you something. One day the washing machine may not work for you like mine has. And I don't have time to go get a washing machine right then. This was a showstopper in the next few minutes. We'll begin to pray. You might find out, well, you're going to find out something, but praise the Lord, you might find it's just not plugged in, something else is going on, or you can start kicking the washing machine and cussing. What do you want to do? Pray, hallelujah, and watch for a miracle. Look out the front door. One may have showed up on the steps already. God is that involved in your life, and he will. So watch this. He says, I will lift up mine eyes to the hills, from whence cometh my help. I wonder what the word whence is. Okay. Uh, my help comes from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. Almost sounds like, well, you know, I didn't get it because it's not really in my Alabama language. Well, let's switch it to the, to the Living Bible just a moment. I know we get it, but watch this. These things are real. I remember the fellow that wrote this. This was King David. I want to say it again. King David. He's not just writing Christian music, you know. That wasn't it. Matter of fact, his Christian music was, I'm going to get out of my troubles. I know Dustin was talking to me uh, earlier this year, and he was trying to listen to the Christian station here in Huntsville, and he said he got so aggravated he wanted to call up there because the music they were playing was like, woe is me, woe is me, woe is me. That's not us. The Bible tells us we're more than conquerors, isn't it? And it can get irritating to you and all people talk about, and they're Christian people, is you know how little help they get in this life and how we're struggling I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go to Psalm 121. Here we go. Shall I look to the mountain gods for help? Now, I didn't know that. The King James says, uh, oh, it says, I will look unto the, he says, I will look unto the, what did it say? I will lift up up mine eyes. Thank you. I will lift up mine eyes to the hills whence comes my help. Well, it makes sense to me. Your help doesn't come from the hills. So look at this. Shall I look to the mountain gods for help? Well, my first thing I want to think about here is, do I have permission to get help? Yes, you do. Now, if you'll notice in the Old Testament, this is what God was very angry with the Israelites for. They went after other gods for help. And you need to realize that God was saying, why did you do that? I could help you. But see, in America today, sometimes we think all Jesus can do is take us to heaven. And that is a trap. Because if you as a Christian just believe that, you're going to have so little to convince the world about Jesus and the truth of him being the only way to the Father. We've got to show the world that he's the way and the truth and the life. And this is how it happens. Not to mention God wants you to have a nice ride down here. He knows you're in trouble down here. And he sent something to help us. 
Shall I look to the mountain gods for help? No. Look at that. My help is from Jehovah who made the mountains and the heavens too. Glory to God. Now, boy, that makes sense. Now, watch what he says here. He never will never let me stumble, slip, or fall. Well, what am I going to do with that? Well, I'm going to believe it. For he is always watching, never sleeping. Don't you remember Elijah one time? He was teasing the, uh, the people that were trying to say, you know, the prophets of Baal. And they were trying to convince everybody in front of the king, you know, that Jehovah's not real, God's not real. And Elijah said, hey, why don't you just, uh, you know, cut yourselves or whatever. And he said, well, maybe, I mean, it's so funny. Elijah said, maybe, you're, maybe your God's on the toilet. Read the story for yourself. That's what he said. Elijah was mocking them. And then he said, let me show you what the real God's all about. He said, hey, a few of you guys, get some water and cover my sacrifice. I mean, soak it down. Had it soaked down. And if you'll remember, go back and read the story. Elijah didn't say, you know, I just got a revelation. God's going to do something today. No. Elijah knew who God was. And he was going to demonstrate to a whole nation of people that forgot about God. They forgot about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And this is why David says here, shall I look to the mountain gods? See, don't you remember that it was uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Jacob went and got him a wife. And when he got his wife... Uh, his wife, there was two of them, it was Leah and Rebecca. Remember that? No, Leah and Rachel. And when Rachel left her daddy's place, she took an idol with her. You know, why do you do that? Well, she thought it was neat looking. No, these people thought these things would help them. But God is who's going to help you, and he will. Nowhere does God say, I want you to think of me as God and don't ask for me for nothing. And, and you know, you need to just clean up your life, but don't expect me to do anything for you. You need to be the holiest Christian ever. See, that's how we've got it so backwards. But I tell you what, it's hard to go to sleep at night when you know that God will fix everything that's broke in your life. He will. He'll help you. That's why David's so excited here. Shall I look to the mountain gods for help? No, my help is from Jehovah who made the mountains and the heavens too. He will never let me stumble, slip, or fall. Now, again, that's such a bold statement. Now, we've got all day today to watch this happen, and you'll see it happen. He will never what? Now remember, this is in whose Bible? This was just in David's Bible, right? It's slowly disappearing. We're not even seeing it. No, it's in your Bible, isn't it? It belongs to you and I. It makes you think, why? I mean, that, that, this, these words right here are pretty strong. Never let me stumble, slip, or fall. How many remember Psalm 91? Psalm 91 is pretty plain, isn't it? He says he's always watching, never sleeping. I'm just so glad about that. I mean, I have a pistol, I've got good, I have locks on my doors and whatever, and I do everything I can do, but it's not a matter of what I can do. It's a matter of God, excuse me, watching out for me. You really just have nothing left to do in your life, but have a good time. Look at verse five, Jehovah himself, that's the Lord, <clears throat> the Lord himself is caring for you. Wow. He's always your defender. He protects you day. Whew. I don't know about this. I don't want everybody to get the impression that God's going to take care of you today and, and bad things are not going to happen to you. Well, yeah, I am. I'm going to tell you emphatically bad things are not going to happen to you because God is what? He's protecting you. Now, just because things start falling apart around you, don't worry because you need to be thinking of this. Shall I look to the mountain gods for help? No. Someone's watching out for me. He protects you day and night. Now, remember, this is Psalm 121. His eye, no, he keep, look at that. He keeps you from all evil. 
and preserves your life. I know sometimes we think that, wouldn't it be nice if that was true? It is true. That's the part that our responsibility is to God. Trust Him. Believe that. Believe He will. Jacob is the one who said this to God that one time when he met Him at night one time. He was sleeping in this place called Bethel, house of God. (laughs) He named it that place. And God showed up and said, I'll take you from point A to point B and I'll protect you. And Jacob, what was his response? If you do that, I'll give you 10% of everything I make all my life, and you will be my God. What a bargaining thing. But today, some people say that's not in the Bible. No, 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 no. You do not deal with God that way. Yes, you do. Hallelujah. Jesus didn't tell us to make him Lord of our lives and say, now I'll decide whether or not there's any salvation involved. Are you kidding me? The angels were standing there on Christmas Day. Glory to God in highest. Remember all that? Peace and goodwill toward man. A Savior is born. Wow. And he'll save his people from what? Their sins. All the trouble and stuff we have going on down here today. Now, interesting note here. Watch this. He keeps you from all evil. That phrase is in the Lord's Prayer. Remember that? Forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. Deliver us from what? Evil. I mean, this is daily bread. I'm so excited for every one of us in this room because today, the rest of the day, we should be all smiles, and we are. We are. Thank God we know we have somebody who will never let us stumble, slip, or fall. He's always watching, never sleeping. He's caring for you. He's your defender. Hallelujah. He's going to preserve your life on the streets of Huntsville and Alabama, wherever you drive. It's scary out there, you can think. I mean, really. I was coming home the other day, minding my own business, and I heard glass explode beside me. Four cars just boom, 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 boom. Just, I turned and looked, and they were just smashing up right there. I swerved because I thought, and I was across a median. I just thought, but we're all going this way. And I thought, well, they can't come this way. It's right in front of the rock there in front of Huntsville Times. Mm. Well, if we get everybody to slow down, let me tell you, I don't think everybody in Huntsville is going to slow down, are they? You can't get them to slow down on these 40-mile-an-hour roads out here. Everybody thinks it's 70 miles an hour. So what do you think? They're going to get me one day. No! Uh-uh. God's going to protect you. He'll protect you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Watch this. He keeps his eye upon you as I come and go and always guard you. Amen. That's the end of that one. Praise the Lord. Just six verses. Six verses. Hallelujah. Let's go to... Uh, the book of John next. In the book of John, that's the gospel of John. And I want to, to notice something right here. In chapter 1, it's the same thing. Oh, watch this. He says, before anything else, there was Christ. Now, the King James says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Okay, I got that. But watch this. Before anything else, there was Christ with God. He's always been alive and is himself God. He created everything, nothing exists that he didn't make. Eternal life is in him, and this life gives light to all mankind. It really does. That's what we're talking about, his life. That's the reason these good things are happening to us all the time. It's eternal life. His life is the light that shines through the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. I mean, the enemy's never going to defeat you. Take the sword of the Spirit, the shield of faith, quenches every fiery dart. God sent John the Baptist as a witness to the fact that Christ Jesus is the true light. I just want to keep reading because it's all one little uh, statement here. God himself, I mean, excuse me, John was not the light. He was just a witness to identify it. 
In other words, remember all those people were coming to John and being baptized. Then John all of a sudden says one day, hey, the Lamb of God. Okay, that's what he's going to say. Later on, the one who is the true light arrived to shine on everyone coming into the world. I like this note right here. To shine on everyone. Don't, don't think you're separated from God somehow. That's not going to happen. But although the world was made, and although he made the world, the world didn't recognize him when he came. Even in his own land among his own people, the Jews, he was not accepted. Well, we remember that, don't we? Only a few would welcome. Now watch this next statement. Here we go. Only a few would welcome and receive him. But to all who received him, and that's us, we've received him. He gave the right to become children of God. Now, that is such a statement. When, I tell you, you know, Josh and Joy can hear other children, you know, but there's nothing that turns their head but hearing the voice of Grace and Evelyn. That turns their head. Now, they care about other kids, but when you're around as a parent, you know, in Walmart and whatever, you're listening to your children, and that means something. That means something. Guess what? We're God's children. That's not a some sort of blanket statement. No, it's not either. Notice the difference. All who received, now watch this. This is so wonderful. But all who received him, he gave right to become the children of God. All they needed to do, heads up, heads up, uh-oh, what do I got to do? Was to trust him to save them. That is all it is. Praise God. And it's that same trust will get you out of something that's on your heart today. All those who believe this are reborn. Not a physical rebirth resulting from human passion or plan, but from the will of God. And Christ became, the word, remember it says the word became flesh and dwelt among men. Well, it's Christ, Jesus. He became a human being and lived here on the earth among us. Now, this is what's neat. John's writing this down. I want everybody to remember this, okay? And he's going to say, I saw him. Oh, a bunch of us saw him. Now, watch what he says about Jesus. And this is the reason you can walk out of here today believing that Jesus will help you. Christ Jesus be, uh, became a human being and lived here on earth among us and was full of loving kindness, uh, excuse me, loving forgiveness and truth. Some of us have seen his glory, the glory of the only son of the heavenly father. John pointed him out to the people, telling the crowds, this is the one I was talking about when I said someone's coming who's greater by far than I am, for he existed long before I ever did. Watch what he says this next statement. We have all benefited, who? All. Benefited from the rich blessings he brought to us. Blessing upon blessing heaped upon us. Wow. That's the way it should feel today. I got blessing after blessing heaped upon me. You know. He says, for the law was given by Moses, the King James says. Moses gave unto us the law with its rigid demands and merciless justice. While Jesus Christ brought to us loving forgiveness as well. Wow. And so what's the result? Rich blessings. Oh, he brought to us blessing upon blessing heaped upon us. Wow. Well, where do we go with this? Well, I'll show you. Let's go over to the book of Romans just a moment. Romans chapter 8. Sometimes people use Romans chapter 8 to kind of Make them feel better when their life is all falling apart. And that's the wrong way. Look at this. Wrong way. Mm -mm. We're, 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 it's, it's like we looked at to start with in Psalm 121. Shall I look to the mountain gods for help? No way. Uh-uh. 
I'm not going to look to the mountain gods for help. I've got God's help. Uh, let's see. Oh, let's go back here too. Let's start here. Oh. Starting verse 31. What can we ever say to such things as this? If God is on our side, who can ever be against us? Now remember, you do have an enemy. Your adversary, the devil, seeking whom he may devour. Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he surely... That's a little strong, isn't it? I don't want to make you feel like this morning that Jesus is just going to give you... Oh, yeah, I do. He is going to give you what? Surely he will give us everything else. I mean, think about it. He gave his only son. Can you imagine giving your child for the world, you know? That would be, that would be, you know, would you? And so if God gave his only child, what could you want any greater than that? First off, we didn't know we needed his son. Well, he surely has us covered in everything else. Now look what he says, verse 33. Who dares to accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? Well, God, I tell you, we think the answer is yes. You there, Dustin. You there, Aaron. One day you're going to meet Jesus. He's not real pleased with the way y'all been living your lives. That's a bunch of baloney. It's baloney. This same chapter, shall we scroll up and see? Look at verse 1. This is Romans 8, verse 1. So there is now. Now I wonder what now means. This must be a religious meaning. It can't not possibly mean something related to your watch. Yes, it does. Now. Something happened because blessing upon blessing is put upon you through Jesus Christ. Not as Moses when he brought the law with its rigid demands. Jesus came and just said, you're forgiven. What? There's no condemnation awaiting those. Boy, we have rewritten that. Sometimes you can't even sleep at night because we're worried. What if I meet God in the, by morning? What if I do? Huh? What if you do? You still remember the cross, don't you? There's one on the, on the front of, in front of the pulpit right there. Uh, you know, somebody else died for what? No reason? No, he died for you and I. He said, there's no condemnation awaiting those who belong to Christ Jesus. Now, you should figure out whether or not you belong to Christ Jesus. Remember, you can't save yourself. John chapter 1 says his own people didn't even receive him. But to everybody that did, he gave the power to become the sons of God. All they had to do was what? Trust him to save them. Just like Peter on that water, he called out to Jesus, Lord, save me. Trust me to save you, Peter. Notice verse 2. For the power of the life-giving spirit... And this power is mine through Jesus Christ. Look at this. Has freed me from the vicious circle of sin and death. And that's those thoughts thinking, I'm just not going to make it. I'm just not going to make it. Yeah, you are. You're absolutely going to make it. Now back down to this. So if God be for us, who could be against us? Verse 33, who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? Well, God, no. Now you need to make sure you get this. He's not going to ever change. It will always be no. Remember James chapter 1, uh, he gives to all men liberally and upbraids not. Uh, sometimes it's hard to figure that he would say that. What does that mean? He will give to you what you ask for, but he's not going to accuse you at the same time. Hold it behind your back and say, now look, I'm going to give this to you, but you need to know how naughty you've been. And you need to know that you need to be a better Christian. And you need to, you need to, you need to, you need to, you need to. And then what do you do? You finally decide, I'm not going to get healed. He doesn't want to heal me. And you'll walk right out of the prayer closet or whatever it is you needed. 
finances or whatever. God's not going to help me financially. Yes, he will. Watch what happens in this little passage. Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? Well, God, no. He's the one who has forgiven and given us right standing with himself. He gave it to us. Remember, David would say, Oh, God of my righteousness. Not my righteousness, but God of my righteousness. You've declared me righteous. Verse 34. Who then will condemn us? Will Christ? <laughs> no. For he's the one who died for us. Really. And came back to life again for us. And is sitting at the place of highest. And you need to realize this. What matters in this entire life is Jesus Christ. See, he made everything. Evolution didn't make everything. That didn't happen. <clears throat> it didn't happen. Who then will condemn us? Well, Christ? No. For he's the one who died for us and came back to life again for us and sitting at the place of highest honor next to God, pleading for us there in heaven. wonder what all that's about. Well, we've already went through the book of Hebrews. Remember that? He's our high priest. He's not with nothing to do right now. He knows our failings. Trust me. So look at verse 35. Who then can ever keep Christ's love from us? Well, we know that. Nothing. But watch the list here. When we have trouble or calamity, hello, that's like every day. Well, what happened? Now, think we're going to, we need to mark these down. Trouble or calamity. Okay. And that's not spiritual trouble or calamity. Oh, it's, it's my sins when I get involved. In, please, 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 please. That's not what he's talking about. When we're hunted down or destroyed, is it because he doesn't love us anymore? And if we're hungry and penniless or in danger or threatened with death, has God deserted us? No. Verse 36, no. What does he say? For the scriptures tell us that we must be ready to face death at every moment of the day. We are like sheep awaiting the slaughter. But despite all this, what's this? Overwhelming. Not just barely. Overwhelming. Remember, heaped upon heaped blessings. Victory is ours through Christ who loved us enough to die for us. For I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from his love. Death can't. In other words, all these things. Life can't. The angels won't. All the powers of hell. It can't keep us away from, our, uh, from God's love. Our fears for today and our worries for tomorrow or where we are high above the sky, deep above the ocean. Nothing will be able to ever separate us from the love of God demonstrated by our Lord, uh, Jesus Christ, when he died for us. Let me switch this to the King James just a moment because we, we're familiar with these words. Look at this. Oh, As it is written, for thy sake we're, we're killed all day long, verse 36. We're counted as sheep for the slaughter. Oh, boy, you don't know my life. Oh, look at the next word. Nay. Remember that's horse talk? Horse talk for what? No. In all these things... What was all these things? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword. What? We're more than conquerors through him that loved us. And I'm persuaded. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature will be able to, able to separate us from the love of God. Now, what about that love? Up there in just a verse right here, just let me click up just a little bit. What did that love do? Oh, well, actually, verse, 30, verse 37 again. In all these things, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. It's not that he loves you when you're in trouble. 
mercy. Any parent loves their child in trouble. But a child can see that they love them when they get off their chair and go do something to help them. You know, what misery that would be for a child to watch his parent not do nothing. I was sitting there. You didn't try to get me out in front of that 18-wheeler? What kind? Of, well, I want you to learn a lesson. Oh, that's what we think about Jesus. Well, you broke your arm because God's will. It wasn't God's will. God's watching, trying to protect you. Let's go to... Uh, <clears throat> Second Corinthians here. Second Corinthians chapter four here. Let's look over here at uh, look at this. Isn't it interesting? Same trouble again here. Wow. I need to get verse seven there. Uh, even though it says we're troubled on every side, yet not in distress. Watch this. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Now, this us he's referring to is us. So, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. What is this that we have? Well, it's eternal life. It's God. Well, however you want to look at it. It's shall I look to the mountain gods for help? No, I'm going to look to God. He's going to get me out of trouble all the time. The 23rd Psalm. I mean, this is all the 23rd Psalm. I mean, yea, they'll walk through the valley of shadow death. <laughs> I'm not worried. Your rod and staff are there to protect me. Today, no matter how bad it's going to be, i got goodness and mercy going to fix everything wrong, no matter what it is. We're troubled on every side. Look at this. Yet not distressed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Haven't you noticed that about your own self? You name your hardest trouble, and by the time you give it to the Lord, you're like, you know what, I'm going to be all right. Then guess what? The peace that passes all understanding keeps you between point A to point B, and then all of a sudden you're out of it. And you go, hey. That problem just disappeared. Yeah. Persecuted but not forsaken. Cast down but not destroyed. See, look at your name your problem. Here's your answer. Name your problem. Here's your answer. Now, now look at verse 10. I think this is neat. Always bearing about in the body. Now, why is that? Because Satan wants to destroy you. Seeking whom he may devour. Always bearing about in the body. The dying of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's talking about you and I. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our bodies. In other words, that, yeah, it looks like you're going to the grave, but you're going to be all right. You're not going there. You're going to come right out. Verse 4. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. Now watch this. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. Not when you get to heaven, but right now. Right now. It says, so death works in us, but life in you. We have the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. Now he's referencing back to a book of one of the Psalms and he's just saying the same thing. The Lord's going to help me. The Lord will get me out. I believe, therefore I speak. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and present us with you. Wow. Let me switch this to the King James, I mean to the Living Bible just a moment. Go back down here to verse 10. Watch this <clears throat> in more Alabama language. These bodies of ours are con our bodies of ours are constantly facing death, just as Jesus did. So it's clear to all that it's only the living Christ within us who keeps us what? Safe. It's a miracle. Look at the book of, of Acts and watch what happened. You couldn't kill them. <clears throat> Yes, we live, 
and are under constant danger to our lives because we serve the Lord. But this gives us constant opportunities to show what? The power of Jesus Christ within our dying bodies. Oh, he'll be there when we die. Oh, no. Hezekiah, set your house in order. You're going to die. Hezekiah faced the wall. Oh, Lord, please. Instantly, Isaiah went back in there and told Hezekiah, hey, guess what, king? God said I'm going to give you 15 more years. (laughs) Whoa. What a shock as an old person. Hezekiah was not a 20-year-old. He'd already lived out his life. And God said, tell you what, we'll give you 15 more years. Now, it puzzles me why I even know that story. Is it so that I can ask Hezekiah what he felt like someday when I get to heaven? Boy, I bet you that really made you feel good, didn't it? No, he's going to say, well, it was me, but it was written, I'm sure, for your sake. Yes. It's not time for us to go, praise the Lord. Mm -mm, Not unless you want to go. So he says here, because of our preaching, we face death, but, uh, but it has resulted in eternal life for you. We boldly say what we believe, trusting God to care for us, just as the psalm writer did. Wow. When he said, I believed and therefore speak. Boy, do we know about the psalms. They're prayers. They're not just guitar picking things. Please. Verse 14. We know the same God who brought the Lord Jesus Christ back from death will also bring back to life, will also bring us back to life with Jesus and present us to him along with you. Now, this is a daily bringing back. Because he's mentioned, we're cast down but not forsaken, persecuted but not destroyed, all those lists. He says, these sufferings of, uh, of ours are for your benefit. And the more of you who are one to Christ, the more there are to thank him for this great kindness. And the more, excuse me, and the more the Lord is glorified. That's why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our inner strength from the Lord is growing every day. These troubles and sufferings of ours, after all, are quite small and won't last that very long. Yet this short time of, let me scroll down here, what did he say? <clears throat> this short time of distress will result in God's richest blessings upon us forever and ever. So we do not look at what we see right now, the troubles all around us, but we look forward to the joys in heaven which we have not yet seen. The troubles will soon be, last part of there, the troubles will soon be over, but the joys to come will last forever. But you know what? Notice how he, he's, 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 he sort of minimized the trouble. That's because they are. It's like I said earlier before we even got started and we needed to close. Listen to this. We can't even recall the things we went through last year. There were so many of them. But God got us out. And knowing God always gets you out, it's like, praise God. I ain't even worried about what's going to happen today. I got the eternal Christ on the inside of me going to help me. Yeah. One last verse. Let's close right here. 1 John chapter 5. 1 John 5. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Well, we got that. Everyone that loves him that's begotten loves him also that's begotten of him. In other words, we love other Christians. Verse 2. By this we know we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. In other words, we know our life's changed, okay? But watch this next statement. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments, they're not grievous. It's like, they're they're not. It's like, love your brother. The whole law is wrapped up in that. Verse 4, for whosoever is born of God, now look at this, we've gone from knowing we're the children of God to talking about our life. 
Whatsoever is born of God, look at this, overcometh the world. And this is the victory, look at this, that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Christ. Now, when we walk out of here in just a few minutes here, you know, the angels are singing and ringing in your ear. They are. That Jesus is there to set you free. I don't care. Your lowest possible worst moment of your life. The psalmist already wrote and he says, you give me songs of deliverance in the night. And that's not making you feel better that you'll know you're going to heaven. We've already ironed that out. We are going to heaven. It's the things that just mess up our emotions throughout the whole day thinking, how am I going to, how am I going to, what if this happens, what if this happens? No, praise the Lord. Overwhelming heavenly music in your head is singing constantly that God will get you out of trouble. He will. And then you've got every story, we're not going to go there, but any story you want to name, uh, you know, uh, people coming to Jesus and setting them free. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you by your strength we're healed. We're not feeling good, you